This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Hi, it's Vanessa from the Fighting Stigma Show on Free FM. Are you a Waikato local? Do you have an idea for a radio show? Do you want to try your hand at being a content creator on Free FM? If so, check out our website on freefm.org.nz or find Free FM on Facebook and get in touch. There is nothing wrong with your radio. Do not attempt to adjust the frequency. We are controlling transmission. You are about to experience the awe and mystery which reaches from the inner mind to the outer limit frequency. Good evening, my name is Ricardo. My name is Sam. And this is the Outer Limit Frequency. By now, most people have accepted that genre labels are really helpful for organisational purposes and not much else. I mean, if you're arranging a record store, genre labels are extremely helpful. Where the system completely falls apart is when it comes to world music. Because, if I can speak frankly for a moment, what the hell does that even mean? The term was coined by ethnomusicologists in the early 60s to describe pretty much every non-Western music tradition. Western, in this case, being just American and English. And obviously, this definition sucks. In fact, it sucks so badly that it calls the very term world music into question. So on tonight's episode, Sam and I will be taking a quick tour of the world music section in order to demystify it a wee bit, and hopefully point our lovely listeners in the direction of some cool new music from some less likely parts of the globe. As kind of one of the main, I guess, ideas behind world music is the entire traditional thing and the use of traditional instruments, I would like to submit the Indian band Bloodywood. Or at least sometimes. A large part of their whole shtick is destroying pop songs slash making them better by turning them metal. But when they do original music, they tend to veer more towards a traditional Indian sound. Yes, they are a metal band, but where do we actually draw the line as to what is and isn't world music? They fit the criteria, and their song Ari Ari is a great demonstration of what you get when you make world music metal.
with some artists, I suppose the difficulty in classifying them arises from their propensity to cross genre and cultural boundaries, seemingly at will. Thus, all an artist would need to do to land in the world music section is to appear vaguely foreign in some way. This doesn't feel like the most robust definition, but it's one that is often put upon the non-specifically foreign-sounding Alton Gun. The band are based in the Netherlands, but many of the members are of Turkish abstraction, which makes sense as their albums pay tribute to a lost era of psychedelic Turkish folk, pop, funk, and Anatolian rock music from the 60s. As is the case with pretty much every artist we're featuring on this episode, I feel that people's natural inclination to want to define the music is what's getting in the way of recognising that, first and foremost, Elton Gun Rock. It really doesn't matter what you call them when they can turn out jams as potent as this next song, Gosha Dunya.
Norteño band Los Coates de Sinaloa aren't exactly a household name, at least in this part of the world. However, in their native Mexico, they have a pretty impressive seven charting albums. And of course, they are essentially what you would expect, being that they mostly do a very traditional Mexican style of music. However, the song that many outside of their homeland may have heard was in a slightly different ranchera style, which is essentially like the Tex-Mex of music. They did this because this particular song was featured in the show Breaking Bad and the episode Negro y Azul. The song takes the same name, and honestly, I wanted to play something else here to show the Mexican side of the world music, but I just bloody love this song. La ciudad se llama Nuevo México, el Estado. gente mafiosa, su fama se ha propagado, causa de una nueva droga que los gringos han creado. Dicen que es color azul y que es pura calidad. Esa droga poderosa que circula en la ciudad Y los dueños de la plaza no la pudieron parar Anda caliente el cartel, al respeto le faltaron Hablan de un tal Heisenberg que ahora controla el mercado Nadie sabe nada de él Porque nunca lo han mirado, el cartel es de respeto y jamás ha perdonado, ese compa ya está muerto, no más no le han avisado. Y así suenan los cuates de Sinaloa, mi compa. La fama de Heisenberg ya llegó hasta Michoacán Desde allá quieren venir a probar ese cristal Ese material azul ya se hizo internacional Ahora sí le quedó bien a Nuevo México el nombre A México se parece en tanta droga que esconde Solo que hay un capo gringo por Heisenberg lo conoce Anda caliente el cartel, al respeto le faltaron Hablan de un tal Heisenberg que ahora controla el mercado Nadie sabe nada de él porque nunca lo han mirado A la furia del cartel nadie jamás ha escapado Ese compa ya está muerto 
no más no le han avisado. The unfortunate truth of the matter is that once an artist is saddled with the world music label, it can be very difficult to detach themselves from it. The late drumming legend Tony Allen was most famous for the part he played in the Afrobeat movement of the 60s and 70s, but he has since gone on to have one of the all-time great careers in percussion. Earlier this month, a posthumous album entitled There Is No End was released on Allen's behalf, and it's yet another compelling argument against the pigeonholing his music endured for uh, 50-ish years. There Is No End features a cast of guest musicians that span stylistic, cultural, and generational divides. This next track is called Deer and Headlights and features, of all people, rapper Danny Brown. In my thoughts, but it don't really matter like a blink in the dark. Don't even start. I done finished with this shit before the sun came up. Walk around with a mean strut. Most of these niggas don't mean much. My name hold weight like Big Bird. Well, this one in curse. I was feeling fancy when I'm done. It's a Palitza level masterpiece. Head on my mantelpiece. A couple of your rapper homies. I retire. I'ma start my own rapper taxidermy. When I die, pass it down to my daughter. The guy of the shit. Roll a blunt underwater. Got a spot for me just for you. Now you in the scope. Another nigga on the head post. Just was a young buck. Now you're getting hundred and you're all tied up. Thirty for what? Not as old man. I gave a piece of you to his daughter. Should have been smart. Now you're getting slow. No going back. Sign your life away on this contract. And they all want a piece of you. Got killed in a bit and war. But it'll never be. Peace for you. It's over now. Can't escape. Got you under the plate. Now your face is mine over the fireplace. Capture one every day. Lost 
That's HU, have done pretty well for themselves considering their entire thing is not exactly what people usually pay attention to. However, for some reason, there's something about their sound that people seem to love. A Hanu rock Mongolian band, the Who basically play a kind of metal but with 100% Mongolian instruments instead of your standard guitar based drums, and sing in a throat singing style instead of your more standard screams and grunts. They managed to achieve what you'd expect from a metal band without doing anything the normal way. The structure, lyrical content, and even the visual style is also very Mongolian folk. More Hun than biker. There is also that kind of alien quality which made their music fit so well into the game Jedi Fallen Order without making it any different from what they usually do. The Who just kind of sound like they belong in Star Wars. This is Sugana Senna.
Opinion, where the world music label is at its most flawed is when applied to artists who have actually attached their native style of music to a more popular analogue. Indian ragged metal? Surely this is metal. K-Soul from Soul? Chuck it in Soul. Which brings us to the extremely important but often ill-defined genre known as desert blues. This is an umbrella term for the modern guitar-based music of North and West Africa, including the Sahara region. Desert Blues was made famous by Malian multi-instrumentalist Ali Faka Teray in the 70s and further popularised by the group Tenari Wen, also from Mali. 
Nowadays, the most prominent advocate for the style of music is Tuareg guitarist Madhu Mokhtar. Just last week, Mokhtar released his sixth album, Africa Victim, through American indie rock label Matador, further proving that the imaginary line between world music and music music is well and truly dissolving.
There's something about the way world music is marketed in certain stores that makes you think it's distinctly not European. However, when we talked about doing this episode, uh, all of the bands that first came to mind were European artists for me. The likes of Elvati, Heilung, Eivor, Enya, and Wardruna. So yeah, I would happily put all of them on here. Hell, even Enya. But for the sake of diversity, I've picked one. Wardruna alongside Heilung are possibly the most traditional of the lot. So in this particular instance, we're going with them. This traditional Norwegian group is pretty much as Viking as you get, with their brand of folk music being incredibly dark and haunting, and with the use of the Swedish instrument, the Mora Harpa, helping to give that authentic sound. Yeah, and they're missing the human bones that Heilung like to employ, but they still manage to achieve that very old sound with, for the most part, some much more contemporary instruments. This is Helvegen. Oh, 
And as unfair as it sounds, making music in a language other than English is basically your fast track to landing in the world music section. Not that this rule applies across all genres evenly, of course, but using another language is an indicator that you are from beyond the mainstream Western society of music, even when you're not. Take a group like Combo Chimbeta, for example. The soulful, heavy psych band are ostensibly American, being based in New York, but feature Colombian expats singing in their native Spanish. Change a few of those base geographic details just a wee bit, and we could easily be talking about Mars Volta. There are definitely strong Latino influences in the music of Combo Chimbita for the very obvious reasons. But psychedelic rock, of all things, really ought to transcend something as simple as national boundaries. This one is about as arbitrary as they get, folks. But I also really dig the band's most recent album, Ail Male, and its killer title track. And isn't that the best reason to talk about any band, regardless of their classification?
When looking into this whole world music thing and what qualifies, one thing that no one seemed to agree on was American folk music. I read things saying that world music is essentially folk music of an origin except American. But this doesn't really make any sense. Is it because a large portion of the music we consume is from America, so it's exempt from anything that would imply that it's foreign? Nah, not buying it. And there is a lot of American folk music we could have put in here, including a lot of old country or bluegrass. However, we're going back further with the song Oh Death or Conversations with Death, depending on the performer. Dating back to the 1920s and based on a text from at some point in the 19th century, this song has managed to stay around in some form for an incredibly long time, considering the fact that it's never actually been one of the biggest or most popular. This is largely due to its frequent covers and pop culture, so it, such as in the show Supernatural, the film Oh Brother Where Art Thou, and the games Call of Juarez, Until Dawn, and Man of Medan. I adore this song, and as much as my favorite is the Until Dawn version, I've played it before and probably will play it again. So for now, here's the version performed by Ralph Stanley in Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Won't you spare me over till another year? Well, what is this that I can't see with ice cold hands taking hold of me? Well, I am death, none can excel. I'll open the door to heaven or hell. Oh, death, someone would pray. Could you wait to call me another day? The children prayed, the preacher preached. Time and mercy is out of your reach. I'll fix your feet till you can't walk. I'll lock your jaw till you can't talk. I'll close your eyes so you can't see this very hour. Come and go with me. Death, I come to take the soul. Leave the body and leave it cold To drop the flesh off of the frame The earth and worm both have a claim Oh, death Oh, death Won't you spare me over till another year my mother came to my bed, placed a cold towel upon my head. My head is warm, my feet are cold, death is a-moving upon my soul. Oh, death, how you're treating me, you're closed my eyes so I can't see. Well, you're hurting my body, you make me cold, you run my life right out of my soul. Oh, death, please consider my age, please don't take me at this stage. My wealth is all at your command, if you will move your icy hands. Oh, the young, the rich are poor, 
holler like me, you know. No wealth, no land, no silver, no gold. Nothing satisfies me but your soul. Oh, death, oh, death, won't you spare me over till another year? Won't you spare me over till another year? Won't you spare me over till another year? We've had fun this episode, poking holes in world music. And I think the major takeaway is that any music can be called world music if you just don't put much thought into classifying it. I think we've proven that it's at best a lazy convention, but it isn't going anywhere. This, of course, doesn't stop artists from actively fighting against it by being intentionally difficult to classify. To that point, let's talk about Speed Caravan. The Algeria by way of Paris group is known for their use of the oud, a string instrument native to north of Africa, Mediterranean Europe, and the Middle East. So far, so world music. But you see, Speed Caravan are anything but traditional, as they have chosen to apply their love of the oud to a high-energy brand of rock music with a laundry list of diverse influences at their disposal. On their debut album, Kalishnik Love, they even cover Galvanize by the Chemical Brothers, because nothing says world music like contemporary British house, apparently. Yeah. 
And yeah, that about does it for our look at so-called world music. And if you liked what you heard, jump onto Spotify and check out a bunch of our old episodes. There's a whole lot of them waiting for you. You'll probably enjoy one or two. And since you're coming back next week, we're going to close out May 2021 New Zealand Music Month with an episode looking specifically at foreign artists called Aotearoa Their Home and some Kiwis who have gone out to great things in the wider world, including... A special feature on Finn Andrews of the Vales. We'll see you then. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices. Or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.